0: Jordan.
1: Hey, Jeremy, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you, bud?
1: Yeah, I was just I was just looking at your your amazing uh, production value. You know, you're, you're oh, doing yeah. better than the you know, a, a TV show team of 100 people. So <laughs> you have that much on your roster, but it's impressive.
0: I well, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, don't uh, don't say that too loud. My editors will demand uh, raises. The um, thanks for joining me, uh, everyone. I'm joined today by uh and a wonderful individual jordan schachtel uh you've probably seen him around twitter you, maybe you've seen his uh substack which is at um, dossier.today which is linked in the description below uh if nothing else you know if you're enjoying some of his takes while we're talking make sure you subscribe to it it's uh he's got about 50,000 readers which is uh pretty incredible uh and um he covers basically everything from an independent news perspective, just like I do, but in a well written format. Um, and I'll remind people throughout the show uh, to support him, check it out. Um, and you know, I'll show you a little bit of you know, what it looks like now. So when you look at his stuff, he's got stories on, you know, all sorts of stuff uh, going on at the dossier today. So uh, make sure you check that out. Jordan, how are you doing? Did you enjoy the uh, runner up debates last night, did we did we learn anything uh, from all the bluster? You know,
1: I've been pretty open about the fact that um, I prefer DeSantis to win the nomination. Yeah. Um, However, I, I didn't see anything in the first debate, the second debate and the third debate that's just going to separate anyone from the pack. And that's just kind of the reality of the situation. I don't think that the corporate media has helped at all in, you know, facilitating interesting questions to the country and getting good answers. So it it was just another night where if you missed it, um, you know, you didn't really miss anything. We had, um, you know, supposedly Republican, uh, you know, right wing Reagan guy and Hugh Hewitt um, he was very interested in asking how many ships should the Navy have yeah. instead of anything that is, I mean, it's an important question, but you know, are those ships going to be commanded by transgender admirals? Like what's the point of having 600 ships
2: <laughs> yeah. if
1: your, your, your Navy's a joke. So, um, it doesn't seem that they, they ever want to ask these fundamental culture questions, They seem to have entirely forgotten about the COVID era as if it it never happened as if all of these several of the people on the stage you know demanded these horrible things um yeah nikki haley was hosting events that you needed a vax pass and a booster certificate to get into and well the things with the really comes up so you know it, it it's tough for you know the guy i support to land any blows and you know i'm not i'm not under any uh, illusions that he's as charismatic as Donald Trump. So, right. you know, it's hard for him just to make something up on his feet as he goes too. So uh, I think it's just, it, it's a, it's a disadvantage for him. And it's also a disadvantage for the whole country. These debates.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, I'm, I think most people, when you say like, I think before the election, if it had gone, you know, Trump 2024 DeSantis 2028, everyone would have been like, cool. Uh, but when DeSantis ran, it created a kind of a schism because, uh, you know, there's very few that question his skills as governor. um, And I think that I still like him. I'll, I like a lot of what he did, in particular around COVID. And you're right. The fact that, I mean, that's the clear separator for him from everyone, even Trump, too. Uh, people, you know, it's an inconvenient truth that Trump, you know, he pushed the vaccine. Um, he, you know, it's, so, you know, the, a lot of the Republicans, uh, there's vax stance is, uh, inconvenient for them. DeSantis was really the one guy that stood up and said like, Hey, we're not locking down. We're not forcing the vax, We're going to have a practical approach to requiring vaccinations. And I still think that most people still immoderates. I'm talking about people that are voting. You know that are open to voting understood like hey old and sick people should get vaccinated, you know probably, um, based on their risk factors. I I don't think you're like upsetting many people by saying that, and that's kind of how Florida approached it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that that was interesting. One of the one of the the highlights of the night for me was uh, Vivek. I don't think he's a uh, he's not a real a serious candidate for president, but I do think that him accurately pointing out that like, what in the hell do we have an MSNBC moderator for? I mean, what a ridiculous, now his, again, he goes on to say Elon Musk or Joe, like Elon Musk and Joe Rogan are not moderating that debate. Um, <laughs> That was dumb examples, but he, you know, Tucker Carlson was a good one. Um, You know, pick somebody with an actual platform to uplift the debate. Um, You know, what'd you make of, you know, him directly calling out the chair of the GOP, uh, and really a lot of their decision-making around the debates, which I couldn't really, I don't think many people could really fault him for saying.
1: Yeah. So I I appreciate what he's doing on that front. And I think it's important to raise awareness about the institutional corruption in the GOP. Um, and I think that what Vivek is doing is that he's running for a, uh, high ranking position in the Trump cabinet, probably not VP because I, I think that, you know, the Trump political people don't see him bringing any votes to the table. They're the
0: same guy. Yeah. 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 So
1: I, I think that basically he's trying to become maybe like some type of secretary of energy, treasury. He could do the Mayor Pete. He could do trans- speaker probably. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's very important that he brings up these issues. The problem is that he's kind of like going into this halfway where, you know, the, the inconvenient truth of the fact that. Ronna McDaniel is the GOP chair because Trump was vi- whipping votes for her um mm. every single day while you had better candidates on the other side um he doesn't want to bring that up so it, it's kind of a mixed bag with him because he he's unwilling like he you know he, he he says that his campaign is about telling the truth and he does tell a lot of truths But not the whole truth so Hmm. it's it's a situation where he's actually acting like the politicians that he's addressing across the stage i think that he's not nearly as institutionally corrupted as someone like nikki haley or tim scott which i think are just total empty suits and he exposed them very well and and like nikki haley you can tell that she's lived this like hillary clinton-esque life where she was she was very offended by what he was saying to her and this is not something you know that people who have experienced Actually, debating people without you know carefully um, checked out questions like an open debate forum, you wouldn't be offended by what Vivek was saying and going on the attack. Like it it was very reasonable questions that he was bringing up. So uh, I think it just showed a lack of mature, uh, lack of maturity. And then you know Tim Scott was like a robot. So um, I don't know what Christie's
0: doing there. I think I can't believe you're still on the stage for the third. That was embarrassing. For the, I mean, th- there's nobody voting that... Why in the heck was he even in there? Um, you know, I think Nikki Haley was extremely easy to hate. She... Um, I mean, she's like a warmonger. I mean, she is um, very hawkish, very, like, early 2000s Republican-type yeah. candidate. Um, I just... Plus, she's extremely unlikable. Uh, I just think there's... She's got very little... Uh, you're right in her like Hillary Clinton comparisons with her expensive suits and her entitlement. Um, I, I do like Vivek uh, a, a lot of you know what he does, what he says. I, I'm still like, oh man, he's like a he 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 says all the right things which make which makes me like more nervous about it. Um, I'd like to see him see what he actually does, you know see give him some you know some responsibilities and see if he can deliver on them. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think that one thing became clear in that it was that kind of the neocons are no longer welcome, at least with the, with a lot of the, the voting, uh, voting group, except maybe, I don't know who, who are the neocons? I mean, are they just pandering straight for donations? Like is Nikki Haley up there just getting donations from BlackRock? Like why is she so obsessed with war? um i think last night they talked about war with war in israel war in ukraine war with china bombing iran like what in the hell when we have you know did they even talk about inflation did they Mm -hmm. talk about the southern border these are things that people like the price of gas it's like i felt like everyone was up there just fundraising
1: yeah yeah When, when you're faced with a country in decline i guess you can take either one or two routes you can address the actual problem or you can just say that you know the Chinese Communist Party is responsible for all the ills in our society and we need to build a giant navy to face off in this uh, armageddon battle a few years down the line with China so yeah. um while I don't disagree that I don't want the CCP's the Chinese Communist Party's influence to expand um you know we got to fix what's going on at home first and there's a lot of issues that were created by the likes of Nikki Haley so I think that's probably why she doesn't want to address it and you know this is a woman who um, came from not much to, as Vivek rightly pointed she out, her on that one. A very yeah. wealthy woman through accommodating um, select interests, specifically um, the Pentagon and the defense industry's interests. You know, she was sitting on the board of Boeing for quite some time, and you know she continues to. If you look at her disclosures, she gives speeches um, to these you know I- institutional organizations. Um, upwards of six figures. I think some she got seven figures for. And, you know, all they're really doing is buying access to her. So it's very similar to this Janet Yellen, Hillary Clinton shtick that she has going on. Um, It's just extremely inauthentic. But I think that there actually are, um, sadly, I think there's a lot of voters that still believe in this stuff. um, Because like, it's still, you know, the, the polls are showing that she's firmly in Third place i guess now. which is so,
0: wild to me yeah yeah there, that,
1: there are some voters that i just you know they pick up the wall street journal or whatever and you know, the new york times and they they want a republican that's institutionally acceptable and that is nikki haley
0: yeah the 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 you make an extremely uh smart point about these speech payments that even like someone like me is finally you know kind of you know learning about which i know is, is funny but it's like yeah i mean the, the when BlackRock or Raytheon or all these people pay you $500,000 for a speech, I mean, it's not about the speech. It's, it's like, I bet you if they go, no one even attends. You know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, a few people from the company show up or something. They get a massive check. It's a a huge right. loophole in politics that needs to be closed. Um, you know, essentially, like you said, I mean, there's probably a reason that she said, you know, the word, you know, war was said like 500 times last night. Um, these people are many of them bought and paid for. Um, you know, I think that I, I mean, with the exception of Christie, which I don't even understand, I mean the guy's just humiliating himself up there. I guess I don't know. does he's he's fundraising, maybe he's getting more clout for local elections. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's, he's trying to make
1: some kind of comeback. Um, you know, I grew up in Jersey, so I, I despise Chris Christie because he helped to further destroy my state and hand it over to the Democrats for a, a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the difference between a Republican and Democrat in in uh, New Jersey is nominal anyway. Uh, so, right. it's, so you, you know, he could have decided to do something positive. Instead, he embraced Barack Obama and like shut down bridges because of personal disputes. I mean, Jersey is infamously a corrupt uh, political state, but he did us no favors there. Um, and I think that he's just, he he's a total, la- I remember during um, the COVID hysteria years, Chris Christie um, got sick and went to the hospital and then he did this like national campaign saying that uh, you know it's really important to wear a mask so you don't end up like me. And that's kind of like, is
0: his mask made out of chocolate?
1: Yeah, like that's that's what that's the personification of Chris Christie is is a guy that you know has all of these ideas for what we should be doing, but got COVID and got very sick because he's 450 pounds. Yeah. And decided that it's actually and, and you know he he said he got COVID at this um White House ceremony in which people weren't wearing masks and obviously, you know, the science for that stuff's ridiculous, but that he blamed it on other people. So that's the kind of person that Chris Christie is. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wish he would just go away, but you know, he's actually a very charismatic guy and it, and it keeps him around for a while. You know, he has that like kind of fake New York, New Jersey yeah. type guy act going on. And it's compelling to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Especially, you know, people see a lot of themselves in him in that kind of he does he has embraced that by the way i'm joined right now by jordan shachtell you can um find his writings at the dossier dot dossier dot today which is linked in the description below also on twitter just at twitter.com slash jordan shachtell uh if you're enjoying the conversations even if you're not you know give him a a follow yeah i think that points out he's kind of like a real life cartman um i think um It's, it's, you know, DeSantis, since you are a DeSantis supporter, you know, I would say probably, you know, most of my chat is probably more, more Trump. What do you think, you know, what do you, do you think it's that he just isn't good on his feet? Why did he perform? Why did he, is it, you know, what happened in these debates? Because I felt like he had an opportunity to shine and and he seemed, I was at the first one, he seemed nervous um, to make a mistake. Uh, the second one, I mean, I thought he, he did improve a little bit each time, but where's the disconnect from the guy people are seeing on the debate stage and the guy that's been running the the state for the past couple of years?
1: Yeah. You know, that's, that's the million dollar question. Um, I, I personally, like I didn't move to Florida because of Ron DeSantis. I was in Washington DC for eight years, COVID started, everything was crazy. I was like, I've had enough of this. I'm not gonna do this for years. I think it was November, 2020 where I departed for Florida, love it here. There's a lot of similar stories. Um, And a lot of the reasons why the climate in Florida was amazing was thanks to the leadership of Governor DeSantis, who basically, you know, there was all these city mayors like Francis Suarez in Miami, and you know, trying to institute these restrictions. And he was just like, no, we're we're not doing that. So he, he set the national example of what, you know, the governor could be doing to preserve the liberties, freedoms, um, and did a tremendous job. And I think that he had a lot of momentum going for him going into his White House run. But, you know, Donald Trump, to his credit, is a very ruthless campaigner. Yeah. Um, and I think strategically, I'm no political strategy savant, but clearly something hasn't worked out there because I, I still think his record is fantastic. Um, I think a lot of it is due to the fact that a lot of people feel that. Trump is owed um, yeah. a, a, se- a second a term, run like a real yeah. second term because of you know, the persecution. And I understand that. But you know the, the way I view Governor DeSantis is basically as a more polished, a better version of Trump. I think like, when you look at what we're dealing with today in 2023, very little from the Trump legacy remains in Washington DC or throughout America. I mean, we have an atrocious economy You know the American military, which is the most important job of the commander in chief, is a total mess, recruiting disaster, and a lot of this stuff was overlooked during the Trump administration. Like he personally wasn't really ready on day one. You know he hired all these awful people, and it took him a long time. He did do that.
0: He hired a lot of trash. He brought yeah, it a, took lot swan a lot of swamp people time with to him. figure
1: out DC. And by the time he figured out DC, they were already you know, basically throwing him out of office. So yeah. I understand why you know Trump supporters want him back in, but I think that, you know, like he's basically, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons to be opposed to him. And um I, I think that obviously governors of could be doing a better job at showing that, but you know, Trump is a generational political talent. So He's very difficult, clearly very difficult to defeat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I think that once, I mean, when DeSantis entered the race, I, you know, I just knew that, you know, he needed the Trump has like a base of, I don't know what it is, you know, 10 million, 15 million that will just never vote for anyone else. And unless he personally endorsed them, and I knew he wasn't going to endorse DeSantis. Um, I think that Trump is extremely ruthless. I also think that it's probably not as personal as people think. I think that he's probably just, you know, maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but I had hoped that it could go like the best case scenario was Trump into DeSantis. And then I've been watching DeSantis in the debates and I was like, damn, man, like he's so much better when he has time to prepare and time to like actually formulate thoughts and things of that nature on the foot, you know, on, on the stage, he's been really unimpressive. He's been, you know, Vivek gets the headlines cause he says the wild things, but Vivek also just says the things, mm-hmm. right? The guy's like 1776 and uh, like, you know, call out corrupt media. Okay, cool. Um, but what are your policies? You know, what would, what would you actually do? Like roasting the, RNC chair is you know cool and all or that you know calling the Republicans a party of losers gets a headline um but I'm not sure that actually gets you Republican votes I think Vivek won the debates but to what end I don't know I I think you know like if nothing changes Trump gets a nomination now right mm-hmm. and so it becomes about who does he pick for VP and lord help us if it's Nikki Haley um you know, I don't see him picking Vivek. I don't see Ron taking it. Um, I th- I would suspect, I mean, it might be, it might take some humility, but it might not be the worst thing because then you bring Ron people into the fold and you get him like battle tested as VP for four years. What do you think he does with the VP? Or is it a wild card? Like, you know, a piece of carry. Like, why would he take carry? like same pool? Why would you take you know like Christy Nome like he can't be the same. People. that's why he picked an old crusty Catholic guy, Mike Pence, the first time around because he needed the Catholic. He needed the or, uh, you know like the religious old people vote. So I, what who do you think strategically he's even looking at?
1: Yeah, um, you know Carrie Lake has basically moved into Mar-a-Lago, but yeah. he yeah. I think is. I don't think that she will. I think she would be a net negative. I mean, yeah. I have nothing again. I don't know her personally, but um, I, I think that it's already enough to have one person contesting a stolen election. When you have two <laughs> people, it's just like overwhelming when you're saying like everything is fake. It, it just gives you this sense that like don't even bother coming out to vote because that's we're what hurt him in my... win and then he we're was... just going to you know contest the election again so i think he needs someone with a little bit of a different perspective maybe i mean Noam has played her cards right she's she's she, attacked donald right. trump um rivals she's attacked desantis before trump i think cuz she wants to be vp um but i don't know what she offers you know she's in south dakota um yeah you you have the desantis play is interesting but I think, you know, for governor of one of the most powerful states in the U.S., I think it's like a downgrade to become VP. So I don't think that he would personally want to do it. I think yeah. he'd rather just you know start with another clean slate or do something else. Because um, as you've seen with what Pence went through, like it's a it's a terrible, it's a no-win job being yeah. VP, especially to a personality like Donald Trump, love him or hate him. Uh, it's very- Well, you got to
0: ride with him entirely. You can't, work you can't break from him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, maybe what? What about RFK? Yeah, um, well, I'm trying to think of people who like to float RFK, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, I but think but nowadays, she's they- like
1: you know, she's um, independent to a fault, and you need, I think, more of a polished politician in the VP slot. And I think that, like, she'll probably bump into him. Same with RFK, too much on some fundamental. Um, you know, vision for America questions, because I think Tulsi's kind of just a liberal RFK is, you know, he's in his 60s, but he's now just figuring out where his real politics lie. And I think COVID awakened a lot of people. Um, You know, he was a climate fanatic. And now, you know, what was interesting about RFK is that he was perfectly in line with like the anti-vax California crowd. Yeah. And now that is entirely flipped. So I haven't really heard about him in a while. I don't think his campaign must not be going so well. Um, The independent doesn't seem to have worked for him.
0: Yeah. I watch, I kind of watch people's interactions on Twitter and see who's like, you know, see what he's got his base. I mean, I think he pulls equally from both Trump and Biden, to be honest. He he presents this like, ah, screw it. I hate them both. So I'll vote for RFK kind of option, I think. Um, which I think by the way, any third party is a good option in my, in my opinion. I, I mean, I hope he runs and I hope he gets votes, but I think, um, you know, Trump's got to really, should nothing change. I think he's got to really, cause nowadays it's, I'm, maybe I'm incorrect about this. I'm incorrect, about a lot of my political takes, my chat always lets me know, but like, I feel like you're picking a VP to win a state nowadays, like yeah, you, you gotta pick a VP out of that. Yeah. So like. You pick somebody from Nevada, which he lost, Arizona, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, any one of these states, I think somebody that could appeal. I think for me, it would be somebody that appeals to the Midwest, um, the purple states that he won in 2016, but lost in 2020. I mean, between Wisconsin, Minnesota and Michigan, you know, that's the election. You know, those three states. And he had them all. He carried them all in 2016. I believe he lost them all in 2020, I think. um, You know, some like, you know, non-brain-damaged Fetterman type guy or person might appeal to, to Midwestern people. Because Midwest, I think, is similar to Jersey, where like our Republicans are not, like, our Republicans are farmers. They're not like hardcore, you know, Catholic re- religious evangelicals. Yeah. They're just farmers who vote Republican. So explain so, to
1: me how Mike DeWine is so popular in Ohio. That's I, <laughs> I don't know. Wondered.
0: I don't know. It seems like a total odd fit. Like, I do not understand that guy at all. Ohio's weird, though. Like, you know, when you look at DeWine, you just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Can you?
1: No but maybe speaking of ohio maybe a guy like jd vance could could pull some jd vance
0: yeah. yeah
1: i like he, him a lot he's he's yeah. been great in the senate too you know he's been an authentically anti-establishment voice so maybe that's the play
0: that's not a bad some play a couple of
1: people are watching yeah i want to consider him i don't know if he'd want to leave the senate though you know it's like one of those things like yeah, senator's like a downgrade is a position of enormous prestige yeah. um vp nobody really remembers vps unless you've done something at least you have Become president
0: yeah you have to become president
1: can you name from the 50s and 60s i I don't think i can name any that did not become president right yeah they just become lost to history
0: well i think it turns into a big money thing first i mean they go make a bunch of money but like yeah you kind of just disappear it'll be interesting I, i i don't hate vance actually that's not a bad idea um him and his vance refrigeration company but the um yeah i think it would be interesting to see who he picks. I mean, who knows right now, but I mean, I think what is the cutoff, right? They have to, you know, the Republican party, they're going to have their primaries and Trump's going to win. Um, it's not, yeah, even I think be Iowa coming.
1: is January this year. So it's yeah. coming up pretty soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they'll have that. And then, you know, to, to be honest, you know, I don't think any of these trials affect Trump's vote. It doesn't affect his base because it was just like in 2016 where people are like, um, when they thought people would care about the grabbing by the pussy thing, I was like, dude, people know Trump is who they. Nobody, he didn't lose any votes from that. Um, that that stuff is, I think, less damaging than maybe his take on COVID. Um, him for me, I it's a special pet peeve of mine that you know he was really unable to find a way. I know everyone, I I I am a I voted for Trump twice, but I am not a. How do I say I'm not a a, a tr- uh like a, a a maniac like a, a trump hardcore you're not trump going guy. to the rallies i don't go to rallies i i voted for him i i i would love to kick it with him drink a bunch of diet cokes and eat mcdonald's um but i don't see him as like an infallible god king and there are p- people that do see him that way and it's tough to get break through to them and say like bro like You know, he was in there for four years and he never really found a way to get anything done. And then people will say, well, everyone turned against him, which they did. Right. Um, but like, I, you know, you would hope that you find a way to, you know, like we got all this money for Ukraine, but we couldn't get enough money for our border wall. Like it was never about the money. You know, you couldn't get that done. You couldn't, I mean, he bailed on section Two Thirty. That was a pet peeve of mine. He didn't, he stopped caring about it the second he got into office. And then he only cared about it again when he got banned from Twitter. And it was too late because he Mm -hmm. had already lost the majority. Um, He was completely lame duck. Even in his first term, he couldn't get anything done. Um, It's just all such a mess. I think if you get, I think the Republicans are going through this metamorphosis now where they need to get rid of these neocons. And there's like, you're starting to see that with some of these young cats disrupting things. Um with the speaker of the house and with um I forget his name, the the swarmy male model looking guy. Johnson? Um, no, no, um the guy that kind of led the the recall, uh him and Bulbert and uh kind of these young what you I kind of You talking about Matt name? Gates? Matt Gates, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like another Florida get, guy. Yeah, yeah. You get like these guys like these young firebrands butting up against the establishment, I think that's a great thing. I I I think it's good. Everyone's kind of ma- masks are coming off now. Mm-hmm. The um, it, it'll be interesting to see. I wanted to shift a little bit and ask your position a little bit on um, you know, on on Twitter. Let's just change gears here. You're somebody who makes their living. Um, not only being a male escort but also using a substack which people can find at dossier.today which is linked in the description uh, go give it a subscribe check it out you know read his writings and then decide you know or hear him here today um you know what do you think you know first he went to war with substack which you know I want to be substack uh you know we're going to make people pay for twitter substack and he alienated a lot of people that were doing a lot of work for free for Twitter. Yeah. Um, guys like you, I think Greenwald was a big subset guy too, I think. Um, and there were, but you know, what do you think in general, 30,000 foot view? Like what the hell is going on with Twitter? Because in my opinion, it's worse than it's ever been. I think the bots are worse. I think the suppression is worse. I think the interactions are worse. I think the usability is worse. I think literally everything about Twitter is worse other than I get paid $200 a month from Twitter, Twitter blue, which is nice. Okay. I will admit, but I mean, I would trade that in a heartbeat for more visibility and more like reach, you know, like most people would in our positions.
1: Right. So, so that's the thing is that Twitter 1.0, you had the golden cage. I don't know if you were ever banned from there. I was suspended a, a couple times. Yeah, I was and a few. Yeah. Just, there are certain issues you could, you know, you could parody in a sophisticated way, but you could never address them directly. Exactly. Yeah. Or else it's like Instaban, you know, you have too many followers, um, and they're gonna see it, and a lot of people are gonna see it. Now, mm-hmm. today it's not a golden cage, the cage is the algorithm, and it's encouraging you to. Steal people's videos. Yeah, um, posts lions fighting. Uh, you know, other animals get a million clicks. Then the algorithm likes you, and it's like, wow, Jordan's Jordan's crushing it. Let's keep churning out his stuff. But this, you know, the the motivation is for a totally unserious. Like it's basically like you're flipping through Instagram Reels or YouTube clips. Like that's what yeah. Elon has incentivized at Twitter, not um, any type of productive conversation or free speech or anything like that. Um, I I wish that there would just be a default position of when you post a tweet, the people who follow
0: you, no shit, right? Please. Like as a YouTuber, right? I have 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Brother, just let them see it. Yeah, Please. You know, like, And the same thing on Twitter, you know, I have 300,000 followers on Twitter and it's rare that I get more than 500 likes on something. And it's like, what in the hell are these people seeing? Um, you know, if they're not, that is, I mean, it's to to us as users, as, as, as content creators too, we see things through that lens. It's like, bro, these people have raised their hand. They said, I want to see what this person says. And the platform says, nah, nah, nah. They want to see Ian uh, e. Miles Chong stealing an old uh, black guy beating up a white guy video from six years ago and presented like you it guys, was you guys
1: have like a long standing beef, right? Isn't there something going on?
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, he's just, a, you know, he's like the he's like the genital wart on the penis that is, you know, uh, uh, Twitter nowadays. Yeah, I so strongly. You're we're not him. friends. No, no, we are not friends. I just think there are more people like him, too, now where. Especially like, look, I don't make short form content, but my editors do. They make a lot of memes and stuff like that, and they get stolen all the time. Mm-hmm. I see them clip them out of my videos, and people are stealing it and making money off of it, which is absurd. Um, and they're stealing the reach, and and then these scumbags are like taking videos and then just zooming in a little bit to cut your watermark out, or there are very popular conservative content creators that are literally just taking other people's TikTok videos and putting their watermark on it like it's their video. I don't even understand that. I, I don't under, like, why is this getting monetized? You're, yeah, you're not it, adding any context
1: going on in Twitter right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like literal theft and um, I don't give a shit if people like take my videos or chop them up or whatever, but like I pay my video editors a lot of money to do those little opening memes for me. And when people steal them and then I didn't care, but now when they're monetizing it, mm-hmm. I do care and there's no system in place. and um Sorry, as a mini, like it's a, I miss, you know, I feel like, I don't know if you were around when Parlor, were you around when Parlor launched? Did yeah. you join yeah, it? Yeah,
1: the, the short lived, uh, it was very short,
0: three months trial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was wild because I had like 250,000 followers there in like the first wow. week. And I was getting like, I would post a, an image, I would get like seven, eight, 9,000 likes and i was like holy shit this is what it's like when your followers actually see your posts yeah and then they shut it down you know don't build yeah, your they, they got
1: the the feds were on top of that one they crushed parlor right immediately right, right. yeah they're
0: like oh january oh it was january 6th stuff. bullshit yeah. bullshit like they they there was way more like years from now they'll they'll you know somebody like you needs to do a deep dive and figure out you know it was everybody that colluded i, I was i think they were hosted on amazon Amazon de-hosted them, Google Play, everyone else de- 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 de-hosted them. It happened mm-hmm. in like 48 hours. And it yeah, was like- I remember they they, they, said, tried, oh, to,
1: they tried to cool. turn it back on. And they were basically now at this point- Just um, an email they, list. Yeah, it, w- it was so bad. They were like selling advertising in two part of their subscribers. It was like, get me out of here. And there were also yeah. people who were paying- like everyone that was on Parler recently was being paid. It was just, it was a mess. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They it were getting paid to fun. be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I was getting emails for like Melania Trump's gold coins yeah. and stuff like that for from NFTs. them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what in the hell? The, um, that was a weird one. You know, I thought it was, you know, they just, they, they shut them down so quickly and they they blamed it on, they said, oh, J6 people or something, if I remember correctly. I was like, well, they use Facebook, too, and they didn't shut down Facebook. Yeah, And they use all these other platforms. You didn't shut them down. It was like very, very obvious to people looking at it. It was more than just um more than just uh they were like it was a platform of hate. They were they're squashing out a competitor, I think. And and at the perfect time. Right. And then they banned Trump off Twitter not that long later and they take his platform away. You know, I think we saw with the Twitter files that these people colluded directly with our federal government to suppress the first amendment uh, rights of many Americans. And as a transition, do you think that we're going to see any justice from that? I know there's a few cases out there um, over it, or do you think that says that just blows over? Cause I, as someone who covered it, you know, the interest was very high for a short period of time and then no one gave a shit.
1: Yeah. You know, if they're not going to hold the people who you know lock down the world accountable, yeah, I think yeah. that they're going to hold the feds accountable for um, their surveillance and you know shutting down of speech. It's just it, I, I think that it's I don't think that this is going to be successful effort through the courts. Um, yeah. we can that the best thing we do is raise awareness about it so that people know. But in terms of getting like an actual procedural victory, um, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, there's been a lot of people in this space who have made careers off of claiming that, you know, they're fighters against this type of malfeasance. And now they're doing like speaking tours around the yeah, world. And they haven't done um, shit. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. what they've actually accomplished other than to say, you know, we're we're against the uh, misinformation, the government, you know, censorship industry and now yeah. we're very rich. It's like okay, good job, way to go, congratulations, yeah. uh, I proud of you guys. But I'm not sure what you're actually accomplishing now. But it's it. all well and good. But I don't think that anything's actually going to change. Um, you know, you can have a good president that that clamps down on the growth of the administrative state. So <laughs> they just
0: gave the, the FBI 300 million dollars yeah. for a new compound that's bigger than the Pentagon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there, th- there's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not going to change. I think that you're, yeah, I had Tim young on the other week. Yeah. He, he said like, I have a rule. He said something like, I have a rule now that any product or service that has the word Patriot or something else in it. Like I don't avoid it by default because it's a scam. You know what I mean? Like it's just fundraiser on fighting against this. There were a lot of, I mean, there look at all the lawyers are on the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. I mean, yeah. there is I mean, there was a lot of money raised there that Kyle never got. And, you know and a lot of money that was sent to all all these people that were supposedly helping him um, you hear
1: about these um these j6 attorneys um one of my friends uh, marina is a very good j6 attorney and has had a lot of successful results for her clients very serious professional she's big on twitter you should bring her on her yeah. show sometime yeah tell, um, her, to tell her
0: i'd love to have her yeah
1: i hear stories about some of these other attorneys and they are basically like you know, drug addicts, scam artists. Oh my it's god! Re- yeah. you know, a lot of the reason why a lot of these folks are ending up in solitary is because their lawyers are clowns who just want to go on TV and you know shoot the shit with Sean Hannity and then you know leave their their client languishing in solitary. And, oh know, my god! Masks. It's a disaster.
0: Yeah, that um, that's a a true black pill about the um. By the way, um, for the people in chat asking. I don't know if you know this, Jordan, but during this next couple of weeks, I'm doing a promotion where I'm giving away a bunch of stuff, people tuning in. um, And they're, they're asking for the link. I'll give that to them at one o'clock. You don't need to worry about that. Um, I let people enter to win a bunch of free shit to tune, tune in and watch. And um, I let them enter daily. So I've bribed them to watch you. Speaking (laughs) of J6. Necessary. (laughs) The, one of the things that, golly, I mean, what what we did we, we have political prisoners in the united states we have uh, united states citizens held without trial for months um and like when you're when you're weighing that against perhaps the other mini it's you know the other by their definition insurrections that happened in the past couple of weeks right the free palestine insurrection the um you know the they were attacking secret service agents they, they, all this kind of stuff but our government, the FBI didn't arrest any of them. They didn't put them in prison for any, like, how do you see this? Like, you know, if you're like a regular American watching this unfold, do you think people even comprehend that? Like, this is stuff that North Korea does. And like, people just, are people just so brainwashed? they like, well, yeah, J6 was like 29 11s. Joe Biden said it was like 29 11s. So um, they, these people deserve it. Like, it's so wild to me that, all of our I lost so much faith in you know uh our, our even our senators and where's where, you know where is Trump standing up for these people too? like you know if he he should be saying by the way, if he gets in presidency, he's pardoning all of these people um you know, I guess unless they committed an actual crime or whatever the case is, but these people getting years in federal prison is insane to me
1: no i I, I agree there, there's clearly multiple standards of justice in the United States. <laughs> if you have the politics of the credentialed class, the ruling class, they will do all the favors in the world for you. Um, You know, if you support the anti-establishment side, um, you know, people that are actually, you know, in line with traditional American, you know, foundational principles, you are the scum of the earth to them, yeah, um, especially you know if if you support uh, right wing candidates, that real right wing candidates, like not a guy like Tim Scott, right. but you know if you're if you were a trump supporter, you know the, this is this is the enemy. you know, this is the domestic enemy of the the administrative state, and that that's the way they see it. so um you know i I see a lot of people online. Uh, Notably, registering the p- hypocrisy um, that you know these Hamas supporters that are breaking yeah. into the capital um, are also they just committing- stormed
0: BlackRock today too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: they're not only going into these places; they're vandalizing them too. And you know, a lot of these J Six people, all they did was walk into a building that had an open door. And you know, there's been a lot of worse acts committed in that building. I mean, even the guy like. Didn't AOC
0: have a, AOC had some sort of sit-in, right? Or some people stormed her office or something like, I forget. There's been several of these throughout the years.
1: Yeah. But like when you're talking about property violations, like the idea that these people should be in solitary confinement or serve years long sentences, it's always been absurd um i don't know like what the answer is from the right i think that some people on the right just want to punish their enemies in the same way yeah. but i'd rather it get to a point where we can recognize that these horrible things were done to peaceful protesters and we need that to stop from happening <laughs> i don't know is- i'm not running for office
0: because yeah. i don't want to be
1: associated with those people
0: if you um, wanted to it- if you wanted to charge them give them a ticket for trespassing with the maximum fine. Okay. Yeah. You know, tickets generally have a range, right? Whatever the maximum fine was, even if it was $5,000 fine. Okay. We could crowdfund and pay for it or whatever the case is. If somebody actually went in there and vandalized something and whatever, okay, fine. Give them a ticket and then maybe make them appear to, you know, answer for the damages that they did. Okay, fine. Uh, the idea to me, it's very clear that they are punishing these people as surrogates for Trump. Um, and yeah, they're you Sad. know, that that's why they're, they're doing this to them. And, um, and it's, it's, it's so wild to me that the people that called that, you know, 29 or whatever. Um, Oh no, that's what, I don't know how many nine J six was. I didn't, I forgot the math, but the, the, um, you know they're they're not calling for the same thing for the same people that the you know pro Hamas people did the exact same thing, uh and they you know they stormed the Capitol. Okay, I don't know, they they didn't didn't happen over an election, but they had the exact same actions. They didn't arrest any of them, they didn't, you know, the FBI didn't ruin any of those. I mean, people forget this. There are people that killed themselves over this. Right. Because they, I mean, at, at least one per, one guy killed himself because he didn't want to go to prison over it. Um they had another guy yesterday. They're still they're still ruining these people's lives. This guy's like some poor white guy and they were they had the FBI chasing him yesterday. I forget what it is. He was another J6 guy. They wanted like I like I don't understand like um I've lost a lot of faith in our in our politicians who will not speak up against this and not say like, this is a, a, a gross injustice. I think they're afraid that the machine will turn against them. I think there are very few voices out there that even have platforms that stand up for these people anymore. I mean, I suppose you could look at Alex Jones, but they took everything from him. I mean, he's generationally in debt now. People think that Sandy Hook lawsuit was about the families. Get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would, that was an obvious, you know, uh, 20 bazillion fulfillion dollars, uh, is not going to bring back your kids. Um, it- it's wild out there. No, and like, I- I, you know,
1: I, I realized that, um, like some people just don't want to leave that institutional box. You saw it in the debates last night where you had these yeah. you know, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie talking about we're a democracy and we're fighting dictatorship, like really simpleton stuff that you yeah. don't want to leave that ideological box. And, you know, I'm far from someone who is an anti-American voice. I think that America is, in terms of an nation state, greatest force for good the world has ever known. But right now in 2023, when you have thousands of political prisoners, you, you can't establish this dichotomy of freedom versus tyranny like the u.s is not unfortunately under this government and this administrative state a force for freedom in the world right now whatsoever it doesn't seem like it it hasn't been for quite some time so this idea that like you know i I think that this has awakened the positive thing is this has awakened a lot of people to the reality that you know reform needs to be had now and like the idea that we can just listen to these people like Nikki Haley tell us that we're like this great democracy going you know to battle China someday in, in the not so distant future. And it's just this fight of good versus evil. Like the stuff is just so basic and it should be unacceptable to the American electorate. Like, I don't know if these people actually believe what they're saying, but it's it's insulting to me when they when they bring this stuff up. Like, you know, Vivek, to his credit, was mentioning the situation in Ukraine and yeah. how... They're Didn't doing even a lot of anti-democratic things and it challenges the thinking of these individuals like Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. And they refuse to really engage with that because that would just open up this huge Pandora's box, you know, including J6, including, you know, support um, for some, you know, shadowy endeavors and stuff yeah. like that. So, so they just don't want to go there. And I don't think, I, I think it's not that they're not intellectually capable. It's just that a lot of people have established this worldview and this thing, these things like J6 kind of like shake that up and they just don't want to deal with it. So a lot of these politicians in Congress just don't want to, they don't want to touch it for that reason.
0: Yeah, I think that it's it's uh, awfully, it's awfully interesting to me that, uh, you know, so many people just don't want to accept any risk. And I think that, to be fair, part of it is that I mean, just look at all along these weirdos stay in their jobs like Maxine waters. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you get that level of power. I think that's something that most people, I guess, don't even really understand. I don't think most of us could probably never really fathom how addictive that even is like the, the fact that they, these people are dying on the job for crying out loud. Um,
1: That's real power though, when you've been there for that long and that, you know, the, these heads of state respect much more like a Nancy Pelosi figure than a Joe Biden figure, because they know that she's going to be her, her, she's like an institution and she's going to be around for a very long time. Um, But I would love for one of these people to just one of you write a tell all, like tell us what's really going on. Uh, I, I would love to have someone with that level of power, explain how everything works in terms of like the political hierarchy at that level, because it's like, it's a very small club and we are not allowed to access it ever. And so yeah, I wish that someone like that would write, write a book, you know, Maxine, tell me about all the people that bribed you to get into positions of power. No shit.
0: Right. She's Diane Feinstein, all these people that were like crypt keeper. They were like they were literally decaying in office somebody i mean wh- none of these people want to retire and be with their grandkids none of them they just want to serve forever and ever and ever and never leave it's it's so i it's think that's that
1: because they're Family is not their legacy. It's their seat yeah. of power is their legacy, so they prefer that to their own family. As as sick as that sounds, like it's that's the way it is.
0: You're you're probably you're probably right. I mean, I, I think that like it's the the level of, and you know what the thing is like their legacies are pointless. They think they have a legacy, but nobody's going to remember what Maxine Waters did from a governmental standpoint. Nobody, nobody's going to remember. Nancy vodka Pelosi for anything other than her, her uh, superconductor semiconductor trade insider trading allegations. None of these people, most people won't even remember presidents. What are people going to remember Joe Biden for? He wasn't Trump. You yeah, know, like I, see
1: what the history books say about him, you know, 60 years from now, are people going to actually, are they, these historians going to acknowledge that he was just, um, addled with dementia the whole time and it's getting <laughs> progressively worse do you think by the way do you think that they're going to get rid of him and replace him
0: yes 100 percent. i yeah. mean yeah i think that they've been um by the way i'm joined here uh by jordan shachtell uh his go follow his um sub on at dossier.todaymods can you put the link in the description um I really appreciate you spending time and having some high level conversation with me. I'm, I'm learning a lot. Um, yeah, of course. I think, um, I think that they've, I think that like, I view Hollywood and pop po- politics in a similar lens. So like, I think when you hear that they're grooming, uh, Gavin Newsom, that's on purpose. Like I guess I think stuff like that, that gets floated out. Um, I think I think they're very open to it, but I, I don't know who you replace him with. Kamala, no chance, no shot. Uh, Michelle Obama. That's that's the only one I've heard that is like possible. But how do you build an entire campaign if they were going to replace him? They should start pretty soon, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you got to figure that they don't want him to die on them because then that gives Kamala yeah. the advantage naturally as the next in line. So it'd be very difficult to get her to step out. Um, but I, I assume that they have enough dirt on her where they could just offer her president of university. You're going to sit on the board of Lockheed you're <laughs> right. get paid millions of dollars. Here's a Netflix deal. Here's a book deal. You never have to do anything in your life ever again. You know, you're going to go to all the parties, all the events um, yeah. you'll sit, you'll, you'll, you'll be in the room when it's important but Kamala can't be the person because her polls are terrible and nobody likes her. So I think that Gavin shouldn't be overlooked because he's, I think he's a total slime ball. Um, I don't think that he's very ideologically motivated. He's motivated by power, which is really perhaps he's worse.
0: charismatic though.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing is that he good looking, very, very charismatic. Um, a very, very savvy politician. Like I think personally he's disgusting, but yeah. with the left, um, I think that he could unite them and he would make for a very dangerous candidate. Um, I think my prediction, if he were the candidate, he would, he would easily win um, as sick as it sounds because he was like a wow, lockdown. Machine. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Michelle Obama also would be a huge, huge problem.
0: Michelle Obama um, so would be, so I think, be, I think Michelle players. would be more difficult to beat because obviously black woman uh, on top of that, um, people like to pretend that that shit doesn't matter because the left says it does. I'm telling you, it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Trump picks a, a white male VP, I would be shocked. Um, the I think, although he did with Pence. Um, I think, by the way, chat, I put the link uh, in the description and it is in the pinned comment. And so you can enter now for today. And I'm going to announce yesterday's winners after we're done talking with Jordan. I don't want to cheapen his time here. But the, um, I think, uh, golly, man, I, yeah, I'd be afraid of Michelle Obama, because people still look back at the Ob- Obama presidency as like the same way people look back at the Clinton presidency ten years after. Like, oh my god, it was so good. Like all we are doing is dropping more bo- drone strikes on brown people than ever. But you know, we, you know, hey, I voted for Obama when I was young. Like my political background is I voted, I voted for. My first vote was for the third party guy the anti-establishment guy then it was um uh obama because i hated bush jr uh or no obama obama i voted for obama once and i don't think i voted the next time and then bush jr was the worst um but i who's who ran against bush jr was it Kerry?
1: yeah Kerry and, and gore, gore the first time yeah but there, I, there I, were I just
0: <laughs> Yeah. They yeah. were absolute garbage. So I was like, well, I'm not, you know, so I'm, I've been all over the map. Like I'm not, you know, like my dad used to be like, you know, vote blue, no matter who, that's mm-hmm. not how I roll. Like I, I just, and I think there are more people like that now than there were yeah. 10 years ago. I think no, if, you Trump do, like, that.
1: if you do an interesting thought experiment, like say, um, John Kerry wins in 2004, John McCain wins in 2008, and in 2012, you know, you pick Obama or Mitt Romney. Is anything oh fundamentally different about the country right now?
0: No. That's <laughs> the thing, right? So it's like,
1: yeah. in like historical perspective, it seems to be so clear now, like that nothing really changes. And then you had this guy Trump come in and then they basically tried to coup him um, within, not even within days, before he even stepped before in. Before he
0: even took office. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to get rid of him. Um But I remember
1: thinking, you know, I was 18 um, in 2008. So that was the first election I voted in. I I thought like there was a huge difference between McCain and Obama. But (laughs) now I just kind of laugh at that. Or even Romney and Obama, you know, like they're the same, they're really the same guy. So it's just, it was just such a fraud. But I was so, I remember being so invested and be like, oh, we can't let that socialist guy get in. We need, we need Romney. Right. It was, it was just a, I, I feel like, yeah, I guess I was in my my early twenties at the time, so I, people make I, I give myself a pass, but yeah. I no longer can do so.
0: Yeah, I when I was young, I was like, oh, I mean, like, look, I mean, I think Obama he was a rock star. You know, he the media loved him. Yeah. Um, he came from a, uh, by the way, you know, you know, Illinois wasn't isn't exactly when you look at like Gavin Newsom. What I was going to say is like, well, everyone's going to say that California is a shithole, and they'll use that against him. But I don't think the left thinks it's a shithole. And um, so I don't think that that would even work. I think that he would be tough to beat. I think uh, to go and Michelle Obama would be extremely difficult to beat. Uh, She would be Michelle Obama against Trump would be she she might win that. Yeah. So Um, the
1: Democrats know this. So that's why it's weird to me that they haven't already pulled pulled uh, Joe Biden out of the race. Because, you know, once you get to the primaries, then the only way you can do it, I think, is at the convention. You can flip them out. Yeah. Um, but it, it it seems like that the something very interesting will probably happen in the next you know four to six weeks. So uh, it should make for some fireworks in the political world. But I you know I think it's just it's such a commonsensical move right now. Like whatever the excuse is that they should just do it. You know, like we know the guy's not in charge, and that Gavin and Michelle Obama present an enormous opportunity for them or whoever else is on the bench and you know trump's so numbers right against too. biden you know so like for they would yeah. control
0: it for the next eight probably mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off there but yeah um yeah that yeah now you just made me scared about mohab <laughs> the um the uh that's that's uh by the way chat you need to refresh the link is bit.ly it's tqgg44 um I can't believe I have to deal with this every day with the link issues. I'm trying to give away ten thousand dollars and stuff and every time I put a link in, everyone's like, the link doesn't work. What's the best um, price? A gaming computer for meta PCs.
1: Oh. And then there's
0: like the PS5 and the, all this stuff behind me. Um very cool. The uh Rumble gave me some gave me a budget to kind of promote the stream. It's been working. Um, we went from like maybe two to four thousand to five to seven thousand now. Um the, That's a big bump. Uh,
1: That's like hundred yeah. percent
0: basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, good investment as long yeah. as people stay, you know. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I had some other questions. I know we're already kind of I try to get people out of here in an hour, but um since like you already infuriated everyone over your love of Ron DeSantis, I thought let's talk Israel Palestine for a middle for a minute. Now understand that I am a complete thirty thousand foot view normie about yeah. it. And so From a, from a, I'd like to take to some more like a, a, an overarching uh, position on it. You know, my, my position is that America, I don't want America to get involved in yet another war. Um, I think there's a reason that people hate America over in the Middle East and it's because we're constantly bombing them and we're constantly meddling in their stuff. Do you think now I just saw they had something about a four hour ceasefire? Is that, yeah. what's that about? Do you, do see that? So let
1: me, let me just the first thing first, like, obviously, uh, you know, for people who publicly know me, very supportive of Israel, right. Um, You know, uh, observant Jewish, um, Israel is very important to the Jewish people for obvious reasons. You know, if you read the Old Testament (laughs) or even, you know, it's very important to Christians too. Um, So I, I would say that, you know, what's interesting is that there's been a lot of, information going around about you know what is Israel's position on the war and what's interesting is that if you ask the Israelis you know they they also want less American involvement in the war probably yeah um so what the situation that Israel is in today um thanks to decades of you know lobbying from the defense industry and some you know supposed pro-Israel pacts which I don't really view as particularly pro-Israel because you know they're also funded by the defense industry is that Israel's in a situation where it has to um, you know a lot of the armaments it has are produced in the United States so it you know the US foreign policy post 9/11 they've loved trying to make colonies out of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you see what's going on in Ukraine right now um, As someone who's very pro-Israel, I'd like to see Israel be much more independent. Um, And I think that that is the real pro-Israel position is not to want to bring. I don't think that anyone that's pro-Israel wants to bring U.S. forces into the war. Um, But specifically, the problem now is that, you know, for some supplies, they have to rely on the U.S. defense industry. And, you know, the whole the all of these eight, the big. I'm fine selling them weapons,
0: by the way. I'm fine. I'm fine selling them weapons.
1: I don't care about that. So, so, but the thing is like, so the foreign aid, um, is not free foreign aid. It basically stipulates that the U S that Israel needs to buy. So it's, it's, it's a, it's welfare for the U S defense industry. So, so Israel needs to buy. Yeah. We um, sell them discounted iron missiles from Raytheon. So that's kind of where it becomes a mess. And, um, Because of the war in Ukraine, uh, the stockpile is very low right now. So, you know, it's a tricky situation as a supporter of Israel who wants to see Israel eventually break free from the military industrial complex and having to rely on them. And, you know, Israel is known for fantastic military innovation anyway, so they don't really need this stuff. But Mm -hmm. now they're in a position where they're, you know, where the the Pentagon wants them to be in where they have to ask for these things. Um, but, you know, in terms of a moral distinction, um, I, you know, I, I view Israel's mission as completely just, and, um, I would like to see, you know, I I don't think that any other country would be willing to put themselves in a position where you're constantly dealing with rockets being launched indiscriminately into your cities and to just like deal with it and to sit down and shut up. Like, I think they have every responsibility to their people to, um, end the threat, and if that involves, you know, obliterating Hamas, then that's what they must do. Um, but uh, you know, it never should have come to this point. You know, that the October seventh slaughter was horrific. Um, it never should have happened. You know, it was because of so much accommodation historically from the Israeli left that they had this the situation that was unresolved in the first place, where you have jihadists on your borders and just letting them chill out and, you know, getting all this foreign armaments and funding. Um, and, you know, it, it was, you know, it, it's such a tragedy, but you know, I I totally support them in their mission and what they're doing right now. So I hope I that answers. Yeah, yeah I get, I know it's tricky. Fire. I
0: get what you're saying. I, yeah. Like, and my, and my thing is like, as so you know, this is just my, because I have, I'm obviously you might be surprised to find out I'm not Palestinian. I'm also not Jewish and I look at the problems in America and I'm like, man, 80,000 people died of opioid overdoses last right. year. It'd be cool if we if it might be cool if that was 40,000 next year, it, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, when I look at what's going on over there, this might be naive. I don't mean to be, to offend anyone when I say this, I'm just being honest on how I feel. I don't give a shit if Israel wants to handle their business like if i had people firing rockets into my backyard i wouldn't want any third party saying i can't take care of that like i don't have a problem with them obliterating hamas at all um but i do it's weird that anyone would have a problem with that if people were firing rockets from new york to into new jersey every day people would be people wouldn't be like i just what are you doing you know people like well wait of course you gotta you stop that." my my concern is that as an american who is not jewish or palestinian i i look at this from like there's if you're not deeply invested right if you're not you if you're not jewish or palestinian you hear a lot of this stuff where it's like well hamas is indistinguishable from the palestinian people the palestinian people are just electing hamas willingly doing this all this kind of stuff and for me i'm like you know and i look at hamas right oh palestine doesn't have water well why are these hamas leaders worth 15 billion dollars um there's all these leaders of hamas who are worth billions and billions of dollars and i'm told that oh well it's israel's fault that there's not water and it's israel's fault that there's not wa- well somebody's getting rich over there somebody has money and so i think um i look at it like okay cool Get rid of the terrorists i'm cool with that but then what what is the long-term solution for the people who aren't terrorists in this in this area like what is the what is israel's plan for that like can, they, is a yeah. tuesday thing like just really this the only solution i mean i feel like it, it has to be right i don't know any other long-term solution
1: yeah i, I get what you're saying in, in the first part too especially about that fundamental american issues have not been resolved and as like someone who's kind of like an outsider looking into this conflict, like you're kind of pissed off at the fact that (laughs) they are now fired up about this one issue while just like ignoring the rest. And there's various political reasons for that. Um, And and I think you're right that that stuff should, you know, as an American, as American citizens, that should be addressed first. And, you know, we talk about this, um, you know, within Jewish circles that it's also really important, you know, for, um, you know, we see some people popping up out of nowhere, you know, like the, the Lindsey Graham's of the world and stuff yeah. where they're like, okay, you know, now we need to bomb Iran. We're like, hold on yeah. a second. Like, there's a lot of problems in this country. Like, I, I get that, that that it's like, you know, it's radically offensive to Americans who don't really, you know, have much of a vested interest in what is happening in overseas conflict. So I, I totally get that. And, you know, I, I you know, support every, you know, person who just wants to—you know—you don't need to get involved in any type of overseas situation. You know, as yeah. for the the fate of the Palestinians, it um, historically speaking, you know, there's been um, so so. You know, Israel, the modern state of Israel was declared in 1948. Um, you know, most of the Arab countries around it tried to destroy Israel in the crib. Um, they succeeded in fending off the Arabs and, you know, a lot of the Arabs living in the land that is now Israel um, departed with, um, you know, these armies hoping to come back. And, you know, that's basically what became of the Palestinians, because, you know, a significant amount of the Arabs that stayed became Israeli. So, you know, Israel has um, over one million, you know, Arab Muslim Israelis. So it's kind of like, you know, a broader question about sovereignty and um, a lot of these Muslim, you know, there's 55 plus Muslim nations and many of them have tried to take in Palestinians. But unfortunately, you know, the leadership of the Palestinian movement has always (laughs) kind of ended up being a terrorist oriented outfit. So um, in Jordan, there was. And they're not taking them in,
0: right? These border nations are not taking in. Yeah. Uh, curiously, you know, for a lot of Americans, I like to point out that, you know, the countries around Palestine are not taking in refugees.
1: And like the secret yeah. is that they they don't want to take them in because they fear that too many are associated with, you know, radical Islamist or leftist terrorist movements. I mean, there were civil wars in Lebanon, in Jordan, when they took in millions of people who identified as Palestinian Which are usually just like the the sons and daughters at this point or the grandsons and granddaughters of the people from the 1948 war um and in egypt when they had more of a lax border policy a lot of these people from gaza went into the sinai peninsula and created an isis branch in sinai so you know they they will say that they they stand with the palestinians but they won't do the work that is necessary to you know remove like the hamas indoctrination from the society and to actually like help these people, like how you would treat an actual refugee, and to try to assimilate them, like you would think because they're Muslim, you know, at least they would assimilate better in Muslim countries. But then you have U.S. politicians here saying, you know, send them to, uh, well, I guess the Somalis they sent to Saint Paul, Minnesota, uh, right? There. How
0: that's how's that working out?
1: Yeah, so it, it, it's been a disaster, and this is, of course, you know, one of my fundamental problems with the neocons, some of whom love to say that they're pro-Israel. And at the same time, they want they are importing these, you know, fighting age males into the country. And it's like, listen, like you see all this stuff happening on college campuses with Hamas. Like, how do you think these people got here? Like before 9-11, they, yeah. they weren't, you know, that big of a, a number in our population. And every time that America has gone to fight these wars overseas, we've imported millions of people that were, you know, turned into refugees or we're somehow and they hate and they hate us we import
0: them we pay for them and they hate us and they i mean if you look at what's happened to europe too they've taken in a lot um you look at britain united kingdom um you're seeing a lot of i guess fundamentally the ideology islam in and of itself is has a lot of problems and um, people don't like to admit that but you know i think i've often said In a different era, this works out very differently. A hundred years ago, if this conflict was going on, I'm pretty sure I know what Israel would do. Um, And uh, it's just different now. Like, they essentially either... My position, as you know, it offended a lot of people, but it's just the way I feel. And again, I'm uneducated, but I'm like, well, just get after it. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. No more of this, like, you know you know, tactical strikes, like get after it boots on the ground and root them out, blow up all the tunnels, get rid of it. And like, I, I think that's probably the, only, it's the least popular way to handle it, but it's the only way probably to handle it. I don't know another way that, I mean, in in reality that works.
1: I, no, I, I agree with you. Um, the, and it's the reason why this problem has festered for so long is because, well, you know, they, they've been making way too many political calculations. But one of the reasons why, um, you know, Israel is a very small country, definitely not a superpower. You have, um, you know, the U.S. defense industry wants you know yeah. their policies. Then you have Russia, which is um you know occupying uh syria at the invitation of the host so they're right there too so you need to coordinate you can't make the russians angry and then the chinese are also um pushing they're sticking their nose in it too right they they sent a warship yeah yeah so as a small you know as a small country they like can't do like in america fuck yeah thing like we're just gonna blow it all up and
0: (laughs) well that's what uh, i'm saying i mean that's i mean you picked up what i was putting down there like it's I mean, I, I, and, and I, if this happened a hundred years ago, I'm pretty sure that's what would happen. Like it yeah, was just without be, like
1: any media or anything like no that media,
0: yet. no social media. They would just blast it into oblivion and that'd be the end of it. Then, and, and when we, we, as humans, we look at our short lifespan and we think about everything is the most important thing that's ever happened. But like <laughs> this kind of shit has been happening since the beginning of humanity, even between, um, what were the two uh, Neanderthals and, um, You know, there were two groups of early humans, according to some and like one group just eradicated the other. And people are like and then now they're like, oh, in 2023, this this is wild that this would even happen. But, you know, I think that that's a part of the problem I have with U.S. foreign policy is they keep saying terrorism, bad, terrorism, bad. And then they take out the leader and then just another person comes up and another person comes up. And it's this endless money thing to generate money and Mm -hmm. sell more missiles and sell more drone strikes. Like when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan, I was like, well, just glass it. I mean, I know that's, I don't mean it. You know, I mean, I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, just mm. g- if, okay, you told me ISIS bad. Half of my friends sign up for the military after 9 11. Okay. What are we doing here? Like, go get them. Like, just bury it. What do we, you know, and there's so much more that I don't understand, I guess, geopolitically. Well, yeah, you're no.
1: right. You know, these things turn like ISIS turned into an industry, fighting the Taliban turned into an industry, al-Qaeda turned into an industry, it turned and into it was a very profitable endeavor. So yeah. it, it totally makes sense to me.
0: Well, um, now that we've thoroughly pissed off everyone in the chat, um, I do want to remind people that uh, that uh, Jordan uh, does run um, dossier.today, and um, you should strongly consider following him on Twitter over at twitter.com slash Jordan shaktel did i say that right 100 Uh nailed it okay um and jordan i'm gonna uh let you off the hook here you were very generous with your time i hope people in chat you know agree or disagree um you send them some positive vibes tell them thanks for coming and um i'm i'm gonna stream for a little while longer but i figure i'll, I'll let you get out of here and get on with your day dude i really appreciate you coming on
1: yeah thanks for having me likewise it was a, it was a great conversation
0: all right dude thanks have a good later. one All right,
2: no more war talk. <laughs> um, the. Uh, okay, did we all get. Holy fuck,
0: you guys were getting toxic. But I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, understand that, you know, Jordan is coming from a position of being a Jewish guy. So he's going to have opinions about that. Um, now, what's going on with my mods? What happened to camcans? You know,
2: um, you know. I think uh, you know. Not supporting another. I joined. Why am I not red? I don't know. You should be. You got muted. Jeremy mods are being muted and
0: getting links removed. moves. Uh, okay. Um, Jordan looks like Jim from the office. Yeah, he does a little bit. The, uh, another good name for Jordan's great. Loved it. Thanks Jordan. Nick mod. Okay. Well, I don't know who got, um, I guess a mod, a mod is removing and muting my posts and cams. Are you guys muted? I'll have to figure out. I don't have any. Okay, I'll figure it out. Uh maybe Rumble mods came in here and took them out because of bot spamming. Okay. Oh, maybe Rumble themselves did it. Yeah, because I only have a few mods, right? So did everyone figure out how to enter today, by the way, to enter the giveaway for today. If you thought Jordan was interesting and a nice guy you know, follow him on Twitter, check out his um, dossier.today and uh, send send him some positive vibes on Twitter. You know, we want to get a lot of people in, you know, who might ruffle some feathers or whatever or whatever, but we want to have good conversations, you know? Um, I don't see cat camp is... um, Today's eight
2: days. Oh, yeah, I'll fix that. Thank you.
0: Done. Fixed. You know, I, I noticed, you know, um, I'm going to announce some winners, too, from yesterday. But, hey, if you're watching, you know, take a second to open a new tab and, and say hi to Jordan. Give him a follow. The guy does good work, especially around COVID and stuff, which we didn't really get to. Um, But, uh yeah, we had we had more entries yesterday than the day before. We had 2900 entries. Um but yeah, I mean, just so you if you're if you're just tuned in now, um I'm giving away $10,000 in prizes. Like Meta PCs gaming computer, PS5, 60 different $70 gift cards and Nintendo Switch OLED. I actually got some um some more prizes in the mail today. And I'm going to do a, a rumble, uh, a member's stream after. So we're going to move to locals after this. Uh, I'm going to show off some of the stuff we got in the mail. So I'm trying to incentivize more people to, to, be, to join locals. So I've got a couple of packages I want to show, new stuff for the giveaway.
2: Just a f- you know a few extra minutes after the show, for that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, oh shit, Jeremy! I just got authorization from the wife to become a member. Red highlights incoming soon. Very cool. The link is no working for today. Uh, yes, it is. It's working. A thousand people have already entered. There's also a free year of coffee. There's you know there's all sorts of stuff. Five winners for that. So. All you have to do is be following me here on Rumble and be a, you know, turn out the show, turn out to the show. And um, I will email all the winners, of course. Yep, I'm tracking all that. So let's do the, um, let me announce the winners for yesterday. If you're trying to enter, you might need to refresh, but it's bit.ly slash TQGG44. Bit.ly slash TQGG44. Are you over being sick? You sound a little better. Yeah, I feel a little bit better. It's kind of stuck in my, you know, my throat and head a little bit yet. But uh, you know, there's that. And by the way, thank you for the tip, Rue Valkyrie. Spiro Agnew was VP under Nixon, but did not become president. Oh, yeah, that's a that's one to remember. I missed some. Hey, uh, Tom Velez, thank you for becoming a monthly supporter. Hypothesis. Jesse Ventura ran Minnesota and still owes Trump for endorsing him at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's right. Pac-Man big Mike is the dude. Yeah. Uh, Jack Decker. How about Russian mail order brides as uh, prizes? Well, I think you could just <clears throat> sell your, uh, your prize and get that. Don't list anybody else's giveaway link. They're just pushing, putting their referral link in the chat. I appreciate the hustle, but no. So don't, don't let, unless they're a mod, don't be clicking any links um, here. I'll post it again in chat. It's a knack to clear out the phlegm. Yeah, I'm okay. Actually. Um, Lord of the re you're not a real man. Unless you fart when you pee. I mean, that's probably true. Where do you want us to support you? I joined on YouTube and have bought coffee and subscribed to the Publica. I want to pull the YouTube. Um, if you're pulling YouTube, join on my locals. I would say that's, that's best. Um yeah we'll do a local. So by the way if you're here let's I'm going to announce the winners for yesterday. The giveaway stuff's a little trickier with um with guests, huh? Okay, so here are the day 3 winners. The link is bad, no it isn't. bit.ly/tqgg44 is not bad. If you, I'm gonna start giving people a, a limited number of complaints. Eleven hundred people have entered. So, the winners for yesterday. So again, I'll announce today's winners tomorrow. Get in there, entered. Uh, day three winners.
2: Moji Jojo. Cover Cash. Omnical
0: Hound, Askeleys, TKD Master 1006, Melissa Lee 87, and Eric's Fishing Adventure. I'm going to put them... uh, I'm going to put them in the pin comment too.
2: I'm gonna say day three
0: winners. There, them in the chat too. Dara Malt says, uh, "Oh yeah, there you go. That is the correct link. Thank you, Dara. Very cool. And if you didn't win today, you can win tomorrow. That's the beauty of it. It's eight winners a day, every single day. So you know you don't have to worry about you know if you didn't win." Um, you know, that particular day you can win tomorrow. So make sure you get entered today. Also lots to talk about. Um, I will email the winners. Yes, of course. Now, uh, if you'll allow me. So I wanted to talk about a lot of stuff. By the way, shout out to everyone who's here. 6,000 people here on a uh, wonderful, wonderful, what day is it? Wednesday? Thursday. Tomorrow we've got Mark Dice joining us. Um, That's going to be pretty cool. Um, But again, every day, I mean, there's tons of prizes. I'm going to show some of them off on uh, the local stream. The way you get access to the local stream is simply by joining my locals. It's extremely uh, simple. All you have to do is Well, let me just say this. The only thing I ever ask is that people follow me. So if the if the green follow button is here, if the bo- follow button is green and you're not following me, give me a follow now. So that way you get notified. If you haven't yet, download the Rumble app. Um... So, and follow the quartering there. Got to be following to win. That said, also, I stream Monday through Friday from noon to 1.30, 2 o'clock-ish every single week. And I hope that you're having fun. Ultimately, it's about having fun. I want you to have fun on my streams. The giveaway thing is cool, but I hope that's not the only reason you're here. I know some people, and that's okay. But I do want, um, you know, I want, I want people to stick around afterwards, you know? So uh, I'm also trying to build my locals. So the all I ever ask is that you follow, which many of you already do. Um, if you want to take part in the local streams or the local members chat, um, which is a lot of fun, people are sharing recipes yesterday, or you want direct access to me, um, if you want direct access to me, click that join button and then support here to join my locals. Um, It's five bucks a month, but you get to participate in locals only streams. We're going to have our very first one today, right after the stream. And I'm going to go, I've got boxes and boxes behind me to open up and find a spot on the set and see what's going on. Um, so if you are in a position to joining my locals would be absolutely killer. Obviously, if you're not in a financial position to don't feel like you have to, but I'm trying to add more value so you get direct access to me. And uh, also, you'll get to participate in the in the locals-only streams, which will happen a couple days a week right after the stream. Uh, Mommy Heather says, Jeremy, are, people are saying their names are called early and didn't get an email long until winners get emailed, so they know. I'll email everyone like tomorrow. Um, Going forward, I'll email them every day, but the list of people who have won so far I have not been emailed, so you haven't missed anything, but I do have everything saved. I should get you, I just hope Mark Dice, you know, Mark Dice got a new book to promote. I think we got to talk about that. How do I find locals? You just click the join button right underneath the video. You definitely want to join today because we're going to have a fun stream afterwards here. Yes, yeah, Styx was supposed to be on my show today, but I couldn't get up at seven a.m. because he's in Britbong time. Locals is just like, it's just like um, Patreon or whatever, but we can do like members live streams and stuff like that. A lot of people that stream on Rumble do it. Adaramouth says, uh, "Though I I know many want support on Rumble and Locals, I can only do so much. Glad to support the Rumble creators where I can. Hey, don't ever feel like." Don't ever feel like, I mean, that's do what you can, but don't put yourself out, you know? So yeah, definitely join as a member on Locals because you're going to want to see that. uh, You're going to want to hang out. So click that button there. So we've got Mark Dice tomorrow. I wanted to talk about, you know, a lot of other stuff. Did you see that, um, you know, my employee is getting harassed by the FBI? Hey, Mama Meg, Maggie's here. Maggie, did you enter the, enter the contest?
2: I hope you did.
0: Join locals yesterday. Do you get some special tag on here? No, right now they the, the giveaway link works. I don't want to hear any complaining. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be when you're, you're just a lowly viewer now, not an employee. I guess you work for Rumble now, so probably not. That
2: would probably be. Why is there a COVID 19 thing? Oh, I see.
0: It gave me a COVID 19 uh, warning because on my YouTube video because. I have COVID in the title of my live stream. That's weird.
2: That's weird. That video is getting suppressed, of course. Of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Mark will be tomorrow. Link didn't work for me either. Is missing the G T Q G G four four. I mean, the link does work if you click it. I mean, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Stop trolling me with that. It's gonna get really old.
2: Like if I open this up, like I can show you, right? Click on it. There it goes. The link works. Yeah, there you
0: go. Oh, they got to be capitalized. Is it is it case sensitive? I just clicked the description one, bro. You got to probably refresh the
2: screen. It's right here.
0: Not gonna hold your hands to enter it. Fifteen hundred people have already figured it out. Oh, the case is the issue. Oh, it must have to be. It has to be case sensitive. Okay. So TQGG for, for all caps. (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to move over to locals now. Make sure you join the locals. Uh, We're going to do, hit this join button, join locals, so you can join the locals only live stream right now. Uh, I can't wait to see you. It's my first one that I'll do. So I hope that there's, you know, a nice group of people in there. And uh, we'll have some fun. So come on over, hit the join button. We'll finish the show. Mark Dice tomorrow. That should be really awesome too. See ya.